I think I'm just gonna kill myself. Someone loves me. My phone bill isn't paid. They canceled the grassy. The grassy. How do you cancel the grassy? This is called emotional. I wrote it from the bottom of my heart. No one loves me. I'm fat. No one understands me. Dark, dark, dark. My mom is a bitch. The road is dead. I'm ugly too. Dark, dark, dark. Emotional. I think I'm a beautiful person. Oh no, my slavery and John. I'm emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. What's your name? Nathaniel? I'm Patrick. Do you understand me? Oh. Just like everyone in my life, they just leave. Yep. Uh, welcome to episode 59 of the Riley Randall's podcast. I go by the name of Riley Ritz, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, shout out Best Eye. I rap. I used I formerly do OnlyFans reviews and as of today, our podcast. Shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the new ones, and shout out to my last guest, Only One Rhonda, for coming in. I see, like, and shout out to y'all for fucking with it. Like, I really, I dead ass do appreciate that. So, that's what's up. That's what's up. Like, I'm not going to hold it. It's prob that review, that, not the review, the episode I did with Only One Rhonda. It it is really one of the most relaxed episodes I've really done. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get to that placeholder later, but it's one of the relaxed episodes I've ever done, and I really like that. Whenever I have a guest on, I I always want it to be relaxed. I don't want it to be tense. I don't want to do those traditional interviews, those Q and A shits. You know, I mean, they're cool, but I also like it when it's more relaxed and it's just free flowing and going like you're mindful of what not to bring up and what not to talk about. But it doesn't, you know, take away from the organic back and forth. And I'll be honest, I think I got that from being on the... um what you call it, podcast? The Unruly? Nah, I don't think it's called Unruly. Um, damn. It, it totally blanked it. Uh, I, I don't remember the name off the top, but I was on there. I was on there. That's where, because to this day, I still post a clip every now and then of me talking about the long route, short route. That podcast. Like, when y'all pull it up from my Instagram, you're going to know the name because I can't remember what time. But when I was on there and once I saw how they organ- how they went about it, that's how I was like, that's how I want my podcast to be. Like, we like we could talk about... Like, we can talk about yourself for a couple minutes, but then also we're just going to 
make ourselves comfortable. Make you comfortable. Making the guests comfortable is what makes me feel comfortable. And it creates a comfortable, organic atmosphere to where we can talk about, we can talk about shit. And I really like that. So, again, shout out for only one Rhonda for being up there. And it's dope that she's a, she's really into wrestling. So that's really what's up. The fact that I can, and that's another thing, the fact that I could talk about with other guests anything, the fact that I could talk about with guests anything outside of what they're normally, what they're normally known for, that's what makes it more dope to me. And not only that, that's how I know more about you. That's how I know more about you. Because by me bringing you on there, that's me giving myself the chance to get to know you, you know? And so for me to know you outside of what you're usually known for, that's fucking dope. That's dope. I know Rhonda is more than just titties and OnlyFans content. And the fact that I and the fact that I learned that is pretty dope to me. And the fact that y'all listened to that was pretty dope too. So yeah. Water drink, but um yeah, you know what? I haven't talked. I just realized something. I haven't talked about this since the earlier days of the the beginning of the Riley Wentless podcast. I'm trying to be well. I'm being more mindful about words that I use as placeholders. You know, it's basically when you're stuck with have. When you don't know how to start a conversation or when you're at a loss for words and there's words that you use as like to keep that's there's words that you use that you have in place until you get your point across or you get your or you introduce your normal thought. One of the words I realize I use is like and and shit like that. So like, like, see, whenever I'm stuck on something, like is the word that comes to mind immediately. And I'm trying to, well, I am making it, I'm making it a habit to knock off that habit because my vocabulary is not as good as it was during my educational years, but it's expanded. Matter of fact, I wouldn't say it's all that good because that gives it more room to prove. That gives it more room to prove. Improve. Again, I don't know shit. Neither do you. Humble yourself. Learn something new. And I am learning something new. Learning doesn't stop after high school or college. And I'm a rapper. I write. <laughs> so for expanding my vocabulary definitely shouldn't stop. So, yeah. Um, but see, um, but another placeholder, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta remove that from that placeholder vocabulary too. So, but see, (laughs) I'm trying to segue to what I really want to talk about. And it's going to be two things. The baby 
and the Mary and the Mary and the Megan and Tory saga that's been ongoing for two years. Now, the main reason I'm immediately bringing those two up is to make a solid point. To make a solid point. And matter of fact, the subject and the title of this to me is cut and dry. Feelings are not facts. Let me just get this off real quick and then I'ma just say what I want to say on it. Yeah, so recently Rolling Stone came out with this nasty article basically talking about the baby's self-defense self-defense claim back from 2018. He he shot and killed this was he 18? 18. Jalen Craig of Walmart. Yeah. Um, when I first saw the clip go viral, when, matter of fact, let me rephrase it. Rolling Stone put the clip out. They came across the clip, the security footage. And basically what they were saying was they did like how it was looking. It doesn't look all that self-defense. It doesn't look much like self-defense as the baby claimed, especially in his um, report, whatever. Initially, I didn't look at it. In the beginning, I didn't look at it. Especially when I heard when it was stemming back from 2018. I'm like, is this still a thing? Why is this still a thing? Like, the man got off on that, so he was acquitted. Or there was no charges on him, so why is this still a thing? But I saw more and more people talk about it. And, you know, clips like that, a clip like that, and especially with the baby's name, of course there's going to be some discourse. And 10 times out of 10, the discourse is going to be more subjective and than objective. So... But the the discourse, yeah, the discourse around it was nasty. It was fucking nasty. But then again, it's on social media, so when is when is it not ever when has it not been nasty? But what I'm not gonna say shot, but what bugged me out was when I finally decided to, you know what, go straight to the source. Source. Let me go to the Rolling Stone article. It was written, this article was written by Cheyenne Roundtree, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E, Roundtree. (sighs) The whole article was nasty. The whole article was nasty. And what offended me about, what offended me about it was this article was more subjective than it was objective. But it was one of those articles to me that was subjective, trying to pass pass it off as objective. Or if I could describe it, it was like either 70% subjective mixed with 30% objectivity or 80% subjective and 20% of subjective. Objectivity. 
Like the shit reads out gross. Um, was just another buzzy cocky. Was just another buzzy cocky North Carolina artist who relied on it at the time. But the, like how that shit describes him, shit seems heavily objective. And the victim, eighteen-year-old Jalen Craig. I feel like after reading all that, I feel like he was purposely humanized to, he was purposely humanized to, how can I word this? The victim was humanized in that article for it to be weaponized against the baby. That's the best way I could word it. That whole Rolling Stone article is cheap. I know I said it 14 million times, but it's just, that shit is just gross to me. Because again, I thought the whole point of journalism was like, there's sub, like, you can tell there's subjective articles when, you, there's subjective articles, don't get me wrong. There's journalists that give off their subjective articles all the time, opinion pieces. That's a given, but. When you try to pass off something objective as something subjective, that's what I just lose. To me, it loses, I lose respect for it, but it also loses credibility in my eyes because it's like, what, like, you're trying to demonize them for what? I know for what, but still. But anyway, I saw the clip, and the first thing you see is the baby. Swinging at swinging at one of them niggas, and the fight breaks out. Now you see Jalen trying to break it up, but the way he's breaking it up, he's trying to move the baby shoulder. I think he's either trying to move the baby shoulders or yeah, the baby shoulders. One hand moving the shoulder, somebody's shoulder. The other is at his waist. You can clearly see it. You can clearly see it. That's when I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, it is self-defense. The baby got it. He got that. Now, if you're black and if you're like me, you black and you're living in New York and New Jersey, you're also used to seeing co either cops, drug dealers, or whoever the fuck. Violent, wild out niggas. I don't know about you, but somebody flashed their pistol at me, or somebody, or even better yet, somebody flashed their pistol at you. Are you not going to take it as a threat on your life? I would. That's a threat. In that moment, flashing a pistol doesn't fucking de-escalate the situation. It further escalates it. Because at that moment, you don't know whether that man is going to pull it out and use it for real or he's just flashing it and the whole shit scares you off or makes you more submissive. Being submissive, you're taking the chance of not only putting yourself in danger, but you're also putting your family in danger. But if you're being proactive to it, you're basically, there's a possibility that 
a strong possibility that you're going to end that person's life. But again, it's either him or you or your or your family. Not everybody is going to risk the chance of the cops coming in and doing anything about it. And to be honest, I always felt like the cops are more reactive than they are proactive. Especially for especially for anything involving African Americans. They're going to take this they're going to take this sweet ass time. They're going to take this sweet ass time. That that um what you call it that scene in Boys in the Hood that's the first thing I thought. That's the first when I read that article or seen that clip, the first thing I thought about was that scene in Boys in the Hood when the robber came into Trey and Furious Styles' house to rob the shit. Furious tried to shoot at the nigga after but missed after he shot after he shot the door. Him and Trey called the he called the cops, him and Trey waited for the cops for like close to 20, 30 minutes. Cops finally showed up and he's like, yo, what the fuck? We've been waiting for you jokers. One of the cops, a black cop, called an attitude. Damn, you missed them? That's too bad. It would have been one less nigga off the street. It would have been no different here. I know it looks nasty in the light of as far as the baby... Immediately on sighting them niggas, but he was not wrong for protecting his family. My issue is, why is like, why is this still a thing? Why is this still why why did it resurface? I felt like I don't know whether that journalist. I mean, clearly that journalist at Royal Stone had it out has it out for the baby. But it's like, whoever gave him that clip, this is my opinion, obviously. Somebody wants the baby out of there. And when I mean out of there, I mean I'm talking about in the music industry. Niggas want that nigga. Whoever, the powers that be or whoever the fuck, doesn't matter. They want him gone. They want him the fuck out of there. Because it's just, they still, they still feel a way about, people still feel a way about the Rolling Stone incident, and in general, he's just unlikable now. His music's mid. It was like, nigga, just go away. Go away. Go broke. Do a nine to five. Work at Target something. Just get the fuck out of here. We don't want you here anymore. That's what I, when I, as soon as I saw that video clip resurfacing, Along with how the narrative is portrayed, like, maybe it's not as self-defense as he made it out to be. No, it's pretty, it's cut and dry to me. Self-defense. It's just, what I don't like is how, and you know, as I say this out loud, this is my fault. I keep expecting more from people. You know, I keep expecting people to utilize logic and critical thinking. But again, the phrase that I 
say out loud to remind myself to prevent to prevent myself from being more upset and frustrated at people is people will be people. Expect no more for them. Expect no less less for them. People will be people, and this is fitting for that based on the discourse. Because the baby, in the eyes of public opinion, the baby is guilty because they don't like the baby as a person. That's what I get from that. So because I don't like you, I think you did it. And it's not just that. It's, It's that too, but also his reputation. That's another thing that plays a factor into that. His reputation being he's always getting into violent incidents. He stay in violent incidents. Like um somebody trying to somebody his a home invasion incident. That incident with his baby mom's Danny Lay's um brother in a bowling alley. Um niggas tried to throw that shoe. Niggas tried to throw that shoe. At him at Rolling Loud because of his comments and not to mention him and Megan, Megan Stallion having the public falling out. But mainly the violent incidents. So when you hear so when you hear shit like that without even without even looking for proof or evidence, you're just going off character practice. Yeah, that sounds like him. He's staying some shit. He's staying some shit. At some point, at, after a while, it's like, how much can you not be at fault? How much of this is really not your fault? Because you seem to be always in some shit. Like, I get it. Because you're going off character patterns. And you're going off character patterns. But my whole thing is... What does you not like him as a person? Like, reputation, yeah. I get going off reputation, but evidence is there. But the whole thing with not liking him as a person, what does you not what does not liking the person has to do with him him not being in the right? Because he was in the right to defend himself. Like it's not that hard to practice. To me, it's not. It's not hard to practice objectivity and critical thinking skills. Like, no matter how I feel, you can feel how you want to feel about the person as a person. But to me, right is right, wrong is wrong. He wasn't wrong for defending himself and protecting his family. There's plenty of things to dislike him for. You like you're entitled to not liking him for what he said. On rolling out, you're entitled. You're entitled to not liking him for whatever antics he pulls on social media and in real life. You're entitled to that. You're entitled to however he made you feel. If you try to ask, if you try to ask that nigga for an autograph or a picture, and you didn't get it, you're entitled to feel how you feel. But again, right is right, wrong is wrong. There's a time and a place for subject sub. Subjectivity. To me, that Walmart shooting wasn't anything 
to be speculated about. Clear cut and dry. But again, critical thinking, objectivity, that's asking a lot for people in general. Not everybody thinks that far and hard. So, yeah. And um, Megan, Meg the Stallion, doing that interview with Gail King. Yo, that shit was nasty work. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. I, I'm glad I held my tongue a little bit more because I really wanted to say some shit on my social media. But instead, I was just like, you know what? Let me just get let me just get my shit off here. That that Gail King interview was nasty work. It was nasty work. She recently dropped a Lucy or a single, whatever you want to call it. Plan B, Plan Plan B. Mind you, she previewed it at Rolling Loud this year. Now, you would think that. She would be going to hip-hop outlets or whatever, promoting this shit. But nah. Instead, beeline to Gail King still talking about the fuck shooting. Like, to me, it's just nasty work. It's nasty work because the shit is intentional. Clear as day. Clear as fucking day. Fucking whoever is asking you, were you intimate with that man? What do you mean by intimate? Were you sexual? Come on now, cut the bullshit. Now y'all know what intimate means. Yo. And was, and another reason was, and another reason why it's, it's nasty work to me. Which is really on top of the list is she's taking advantage of she's taking advantage of this. She's taking advantage of this, knowing that Tory can't respond or reply in any shape, way, or form, knowing that her former friend Kelsey can't respond to this because of what? A payoff? She like from day one, she's been ahead of the narrative. She's been ahead of the narrative. Uh, from day one, she's been ahead of the narrative and been con- and been controlling that narrative ever since. We talked about this shit on the Everything's a Rollout episode. She's not stupid. She's not stupid at all. And I. And I'm not going to hold it. I try not to give the whole Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lane shit more attention because, again, it's been two years ongoing. It's like, just get, just do the trial, get the shit over with because I'm tired of hearing about it. It's old. Every time the shit comes up in conversation, it's always the same old discourse. Why don't nobody believe a black woman? Why don't nobody believe Meg Thee Stallion? If you believe Tory Lane should track, like... Niggas is ba- strangers is basically making you pick a fucking side. Which, the more I think about it, it's another gender wars conversation. Like, I, nah, nah, nah. I'm not beat for that. I'm good. And 
somebody said something about it on Twitter, and I just simply, and I just replied with just one, I'm not going to say one thing, but just basically saying, why don't, why don't nobody believe a black woman? And I'm like, and I simply said, because black, like, believing somebody, believing anyone out of blind gender solidarity is not rooted in logic, nor is it real solidarity. Blind solidarity is not solidarity. Blind loyalty is not loyalty. You may think you're doing something for the sake of womanhood. You're really not. You're just blindly agreeing with something and pledging loyalty to somebody who do not know you. You don't know them. You wasn't there in that fucking car when whoever the fuck was letting off the gun. You was not there with them at that fucking Kylie Jenner wherever the fuck party. So what loyalty do I owe to a person that could possibly be lying? Listen to, like, blindly believing a woman because she's a woman is dumb. Blindly believing a man because he's a man is dumb. Listen to all men. Listen to all men. Listen to all women. Listen to all men and women. Believe facts, believe evidence, proof, and or character patterns. That's it. That's it. Like, it's not, it's really not hard once you take your feelings out of the equation. Feelings are not fucking facts. How you feel about Tory Lanez as a person is not a fact. How you feel about the baby is not a fact. How you feel about Meg is not a fact. But I believe her because she's a woman is not a fact. But, but I feel like I know her is not a fact. Jenna ain't got shit to do with whoever got whoever the fuck got shot in the car. The only thing you can like, I, like, to blindly take the word of make the step. Like she's been the only one speaking on this. If you notice it, again, all this shit was said in my earlier episodes. If you notice, nobody says shit until Meg says something about it. After the shooting, in the, after the news of the shooting broke out, everybody's radio silent for what, a month? And then out of the blue, Meg said, yo, that nigga shot me. Tori shot me. Only then Tori said something. And only then I think Kelsey said something. And again, it's fucked and it's fucked up how Tori is not able to give his side of the story. Kelsey is not giving her side of the side of the story. It's just Meg talking. And again, this is not me discrediting the fact that she was harmed. I'm not discrediting that at all. It's just I feel like half truths, half truths are being spoken here. And I'm not, and again, I'm not going to take the word of anyone because of their gender. Again, that's not rooted in logic. 
and it's for and it's just plain stupid. That man's not in a position to defend himself. And he can't until the trial sets sets underway, which should be in what, September? Late September of this year? Oh. And to me, I also noticed something else too. She only brings up the shooting to either maintain relevance or to distract you for something. She puts out music and the music don't do good. Tori shot me. When you when we found out that she owed her former label something because she wasn't fulfilling album obligations. Tori shot me. She um we're paying attention to other female artists or whatever the fuck. Tori shot me. Don't forget that. Tori shot me. Again, she could she could have went to any hip hop outlet and talked about the shit. She could have been on the Breakfast Club talking about the shit. She could have been on Angie Martinez show talking about the shit. Funk Flex, for all I care. Promoting music. But nah, Gail King. So he shot me. Look at the text. And that's another thing. I can't... Any... She's showing text messages and shit. I'm going to be honest. I ain't believe her. I ain't believe her. Simply because you can... I don't want to say doctor, but... Those texts that came from Kelsey, just because the text came from Kelsey's phone doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean they came from Kelsey herself. Was I in the room when that happened or, did, or in the Jeep when that happened? Hell fucking no. Who am I to say? But it isn't like people haven't gotten their... It isn't like people don't fucking have makeup, don't... Uh, I'm trying to formulate a proper sentence, but I'm going to just put it in another way. People make up fake-ass text messages and pass them off as real conversations on Twitter every fucking day. (laughs) It's to the point people can see through that. That's not a real text message. That's not a real back and forth, like... You made that shit up so you can go viral, nigga. High engagements. And plus, it isn't like... And not to mention... If you really wanted to cheat on somebody, if you was really trying to get your cheat off, you know how to... You know how to play with it with the phone. You either have somebody else using your shit or use another shit to where... You can like it's really hard to describe, but the point of the point of the matter is just because it be, just because it came from Kelsey's phone doesn't mean it was Kelsey herself. Ain't no telling who got a hold of, ain't no telling who really had a hold of that shit. That 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 day, night, time of the incident. And again, is I'm not going out of my way to defend anybody. 
Something definitely happened in that car. Who did it? How it was done? What caused it? Those are the big ass question marks. All I'm saying is. Damn. Ugh. All I'm saying is two things. Feelings are not facts. How you feel about that person and what the situation really is are two entirely different things. Your feelings are not facts. How y'all feel about Tory Lanez doesn't factor into that. And that's another reason why niggas are not trying. And this, and this is another reason why niggas are not trying to give Tory Lanez the benefit of the doubt. Because, like, baby, matter of fact, when you think about it, him and the baby have something in common as far as, like, character perception, if, that's make, if that makes sense. Meaning, when you think of the baby, what do you think of? Like, a short, a short, arrogant nigga that ha- that's, has a Napoleon complex that thinks more of himself more than he should. He's arrogant. That nigga needs to be humbled. No different than Tory. No different with Tory. He's a short, arrogant, like, just let, I'm not going to say less about it, come on. He's a short, arrogant nigga that probably has a Napoleon complex and that needs, and that needs to be humble. He needs to be put in his place. Because I know everything up until leading to that, I know, I always know that niggas thought that Tory was... Short and arrogant. Niggas like this music more than they like them as a person. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah. So, I guess, so, like I was saying earlier, feelings aren't facts. And, again, I'm, I'm going to keep repeating this. Listen to all men and women, believe all evidence, proof, and or character patterns or characteristic traits. Because that nigga shot me is not a fact. That's just, that's just an accusation, a verbal accusation. Anybody can make that accusation. Evidence, proof, character patterns. I want to give an example, but I feel like, ugh. like I want to say, like I really want to say something about that Trey Song shit, but it's like that's still playing now. All I could think of was when Kiki Palmer was on the Breakfast Club and she said, her, and she said her shit. I'm not gonna hold you. I believe her, and the only reason I believe her is Kiki Palmer is blunt. She's blunt. She's she's consistently blunt. I ain't gonna hold you. She don't hold like when she says her shit, she says her shit. She doesn't hold her tongue, in my opinion. So 
I don't feel like there would be no reason for her to lie about her experience with Trey Songs at all. She's consistently blunt. So, yeah. Him being on video, and then evidence approved. Him being on video, pulling that white girl's top off without her consent. Ooh. Yep. They're, they're def- they can definitely... If they don't get if they don't get him for nothing else, they can definitely get him for that. If no severe charges or penalties come about, then she'll definitely sue. And that's all I got to say about that as far as Trey Songs go. But yeah. Everything else. I just want people to start practicing objectivity. Again, that's asking a lot of people. A lot from people in general. Feelings are your feelings about that person isn't a fact. You can feel how you want to feel about them, but let's start put let's put out our fucking thinking caps on for a second. Come on. <laughs> and what's worse to me is even if it, even when all the facts come out, I don't think it's gonna change anything as far as Tory Lanez goes because. His public perception is already in the dirt. The court of public opinion, no matter what the outcome is, the court of public opinion is still going to feel the same way about him, if not worse. I don't care what the court says. I think you still shot Megan. I think you still did it. Niggas like this music. Niggas like his music more than they like him as a person. And then this climate is... And then, let me... When I say in this climate, what I really meant to say was this climate, as far as consuming music, is totally different now. In order for you to like their music, you got to like them as a person first. And to this day, I, I still struggle with that because that's not me. That's not me. How I was raised... Now, I'm not even going to include how I was raised because that, that has nothing to do with it. Me, I just consume music differently. If your music is good, like, I listen to your music first. If your music is good, then it's good. If it's consistently good, then I become a fan of you. Liking you as a person is a bonus. Not an obligation, not a requirement. It's not like I'm going on a fucking first date with the artist that I'm getting into. Hey, so, do you, do you hate women? Do you touch kids? Do you X, Y, Z? It's like, I'm hoping I... Do, don't get me wrong. I'm hoping I don't come across... I'm hoping I don't find that about you. Because then it's going to be... Then it's like, I can't listen to your music the same. But it's just... If I want to get to know the person, I'm going to get to know him. I'm going to get to know him or her through their music. Not through their social media. Not through their Twitter. Not through their fucking TikTok. Just... Do their music and whatever content they have for themselves, whether it be interviews or podcasts. People, other people, they got to like the artist first before they get into their music. And it's like, how did likability play such a big factor now? And it's not just not just in music, but just with any influencer. Or any actor. Or whoever. 
they gotta like you to fuck with anything and everything that you do. And it's like, nah. I think the only person, I think the only, I think the only time that I liked the person first and then got to their music. But even then, nah, even then, I would have to say Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. Because by the time I interacted with her by chance, I already heard whipped cream. And I liked whipped cream. I ain't going to hold it. I liked whipped cream way before I even got around to interacting with her. But interacting with her for that little bit of time being. It was just, oh, wow. I say she was like the only one. But outside of that, I don't like, I'm not invested with, I'm not totally invested in people for them in order for me to like like their content and their music and any of their ventures. It's never that deep for me. Let me matter of fact, let me take it back. It wasn't just with Ari Lennox. Eminem. I was a big Eminem stan in my early years. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Ever since he put out Slim Shady LP, I ain't going to hold it. I was solely invested in him as a person and his music because Slim Shady LP was, especially some of the songs on that joint, I it resonated with me. And whenever you tell that to people now, they're going to look at you with a question mark like, nigga, you weird. But it did. And I know I'm not the only one. It did. Like, don't get me wrong. I listen to, you know, the Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, and all that. Mob Deep and all Ghostface, all that other shit. But it's just, I couldn't relate to them. I could relate to them as far as the poverty, growing up poor, and all this other shit, and public housing. But that's where it stopped at. It started to stop that. Drug dealing and all that other shit. Nah. <laughs> nah. But... Growing up poor, moving around a lot, being picked on, changing schools, like suffering from anxiety, depression, that resonated with me because I was going through that. And that's the shit Eminem was kicking on his some shady LP, especially when I was severe in my depression. Boy, oh boy, was I... I was listening to two songs specifically the most. Rock Bottom and If I Had. After that, Marshall Mathers LP. By the time I got to Marshall Mathers LP, I became a 100% full-fledged Eminem fan. And And then that quickly evolved into Stan. I knew I was a Stan because I would... Defend that man full fledged. <laughs> but what made me break out of that standum was when I listened to Encore. I was trying to force myself to like the album, but deep down it's like, yo, this shit is some this shit's trash. You know it's trash. It's 
Stop lying. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, it is a trash. <laughs> uh, and then flash forward a couple years later, he comes up with um, Relapse. I tried to force myself to like it, and even then it was like, Rrr. Like in the beginning, I was just happy he was he was coming out with mu- new music after seven years away from hip hop. He came out with a new album. Oh shit! Like and by then I wasn't doing bootlegs with no Eminem. I did bootlegs with Eminem once, and that was for the Marshall Mathers LP. Everything else I bought the official album. Like I'm talking about going out to fucking Times Square. Either going out to Times Square to the Virgin Megastore or going to where the World Trade is. What's the name of that that record store that used to be there? Not Sam Goody. Was it Sam Goody? I don't think it was Sam Goody. It's not going to come to me until after this podcast is over. But yeah, that's where I buy, buy my official CDs from. But um, even then, it was like the knowledge, the... The excitement was short-lived. And I was like, ah. Yeah. The song Beautiful was... Don't let me say beautiful. That shit was really beautiful. I ain't gonna hold it. But, um... That's where I was like, yeah. That, that. I had to relinquish that stand shit. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, as far as the, if I don't ever hear again about the Meg and Tory shooting, I will not, I will not be mad at all. Matter of fact, as soon as I stop recording this, I might just put both of their names on mute. Like, Meg is something good to look at to me, but other than that, I just wish I could go without hearing this shooting shit. I really don't care. I've been stopped caring, but it's just it's just irritating to hear about it because again, the gender wars conversation and why don't you blindly believe people? So I'ma just end it off with this. Your feelings aren't facts. Because I because it feels like I know them, she's my girl, that's my girl. That's not a fucking fact. It's not how you feel about them as a person. Has nothing to do with the situation at hand that's playing out still. Listen. Listen to all men. Listen to, listen to all women. Believe all evidence, proof, and or character patterns. That's it. That's all I'm saying. You like put on your thinking cap and you really use your critical thinking skills. Remove personal feelings out of the fucking equation because I don't like how that woman is like manipulate like to me Meg is manipulating all women they're falling for the gas again I really don't like that shit I just want people to like put on their thinking cap and use critical thinking skills and think from an objective standpoint and not allow themselves to get played and not allow themselves to fall for the gas and play into the fucking divide. But yeah, feelings aren't facts. 
Listen to all men and women. Believe all, believe all evidence, proof, and or character patterns. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. You're not willing, by admitting you're wrong, you're not relinquishing some invisible power that you think you have or bragging rights. That's just your pride and ego talking. And in the words of fucking Ving Rains and Pulp Fiction, Marcellus Wallace, fuck pride. Pride and ego, when left unchecked, only hurts more than it helps. Let that shit go. But, um, yeah. Enough for all that. Um, by the time I'm finished recording this, and by the time next week's episode come in, I it'll be two years. May 2nd will make it two years since... I first started dropping OnlyFans reviews and the rest took off. The rest is history. And again, I appreciate people for fucking with it because, again, you know what? I'm going to talk more about that in the next episode, definitely. I'm not going to give away too much, but yeah, by the time you hear this, by the time we get into the next episode, it's definitely going to be the two-year anniversary of the OnlyFans reviews, and I'm contemplating, I said I'll contemplate on bringing it back, but again, it'll be strictly for OnlyFans reviews, matter of fact, two places, it'll be strictly for the OnlyFans website. And it'll be for my newsletter for my folks. Subscribe to me. So, yeah. And, um, you know, this is, this seems like a good time to close it off at. Fuck it. Um, yeah. Again, the placeholder. I'm coming out with a new joint in May 23rd called Rat Race. Features. Joey Golden, shout out to him for jumping on it. And this is another joint produced by Offbeat Ninja, shout out to him. Mixed by my engineer slash producer slash feature artist, Segnon, shout out to him. It's coming out in May 23rd. You can pre-save it so you can get first dibs on the joint. And um, But if you want to hear early... Subscribe to my newsletter, RileyWrittens.com, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S.com. Um, follow me on the streaming services, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Audio Mac, Riley Rittens, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. Um, follow the podcast page on both Instagram and Twitter, Riley Randoms Pod, R I L E Y R A N D O M S P O D. And you can also follow my main page, Riley Ritz, R I L E Y W R I T T S. I'll definitely interact with you more on there, but I'm also going to make it more of a point to interact with more folks on my podcast page. But before I go, while I'm on the subject of of social media. I saw I saw a post about Twitter 
Twitter personalities. When you use Twitter, are you being your authentic self or are you curating a different personality than you than the one you have in the real world? In my opinion, I think 85 to 90 percent people are curating a different personality online than the ones they have in the real world. Their online personalities is their Tyler Durden. It's they're pretending to be the person that they wish they could be in real life. Look how they want to look, fuck how they want to fuck, be smart, capable in all the ways that they are not in the real world. As for me, eh, I mean, I'm me. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to describe. Like, I interact how I interact. I interact how I interact online. In person, honestly, I'm mainly to myself. I'm mainly to myself, meaning I don't have friends like that to interact with on a daily basis. Like maybe two people, Sag and Joey. That's it. Other than that, I'm I don't really be out there in the mix like that. And if you do see me out there, nine times out of ten, I'm just there to get my raps off. That's it. I'm not in the social settings like that, which I need to be, you know, because you know, networking reasons and women. So, and not and not to mention that's a good way to make friends and whatnot. So. But even then, my anxiety, social anxiety kicks up. Like, it's really easy to interact with people in the music setting because, again, you're performing and you have a common ground. Music. And just you, social settings is like, I don't know how to break the ice. <laughs> so it's kind of hard with me, at least. But, um, yeah. How in the real world you might get a different person. I feel like you might get a different personality. You talk I mean, you talk to talk to five to seven to nine. Ask five to seven or nine people about rally writings and there's a good chance five to seven to nine people will give you different answers. You don't get the same person. You don't get the same rival. Sometimes I'm quiet. Other times I'm whatever. I can definitely tell you I'm not a street nigga. I'm, by all means, I'm no tough guy. I'm obviously not the fucking Tupac Shakur. But again, peaceful doesn't mean pussy either. <laughs> so, yeah. One thing's for sure. I definitely don't antagonize people for the sake of it. If I, I don't, I don't think I antagonize people online. And if I do antagonize, it's just, I don't do it for the sake of doing it. Unlike the assholes that inhabit online. So, but, uh, yeah, we're getting to that hour mark. So I'm going to just sign off with y'all until the next episode. One.